0: Hello, my name is Whitney Brer, and I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a trainer, an executive coach, and it's my calling, it's my passion and my purpose in life to use my positive mindset and my energy to have a ripple effect on those around me and help them create the changes they want to see in their lives. And this podcast is one platform to do so. So thank you for joining in. The title of today's podcast is called High Performing Teams I'd like to tell you about a study that Google did a number of years ago about teams. They wanted to figure out internally why some of the teams in their companies around the world were always successful and why others, well, were not. And Google set out and they chose 180 teams from around the world. Some of them very successful and some of them not, and they decided to choose 250 attributes or qualities, and things they could measure and determine of this list of 250 things which ones made up successful teams. Things like the number of extroverts, the number of introverts, the number of PhDs, the number of MBAs. Those kind of things are very measurable. And they set out two years later. At the end of their journey, they had no answer. Of these 250 things, nothing correlated with these high-performing teams. So Google didn't throw in the towel. They decided to dig deeper and solicited the help of psychologists from Harvard and a few other universities in the United States. Through their guidance, they uncovered the top five attributes that high-performing teams and their companies have. Let's have a look at them, and because I don't think it's just about Google. I think it's about any team around the world. And I hope you take this knowledge with you today and carry it back to your team to figure out if you have these five things present in your team at the moment. And let's count down, starting with number five. Number five on Google's list of high performing teams was the question of purpose and they called it impact of work. Do we fundamentally believe the work we're doing matters? This is the famous purpose statement. Does the work we do matter to our society or to the world as a whole? Is what we're doing making a positive difference at the end of the day? Number four on the list was meaning. Is each person working on something that is personally important for that individual? Does does what they do have a positive impact on the team or on the company? Does it mean something to them? Number three, structure and clarity. Does the team have clear goals clear roles, clear rules, and clear planning to reach those goals they've set. Are people involved in helping create the the goals and the the planning for the year? Number two, dependability, dependability, reliability. Are people, (laughs) can people count on each other to do high quality work and get it in on time? Or are less successful teams kind of chasing after each other and having to resend mails or sending in half-hearted work? Hmm. So once again, number five is a clear purpose. The impact of your work has a positive impact on the society or the, the world as a whole. Number four, meaning. Personal meaning to me. Does what I do matter to me? Number three, structure and clarity, roles, rules, goals, clear planning. Number two, dependability, reliability, are people doing quality work? Or are they doing it on time? It's as easy as that. Now place number one on the list is psychological safety. Huh? What? Say that again, Whitney. Let me repeat: Psychological safety. And here's the key question: Can we as a team or team members take risks on this team without feeling insecure or embarrassed? Mmm. Does everybody have everyone's back? Can we take risk without feeling scared? Without feeling people will roll their eyes at us if we make a suggestion. A risk can be voicing your opinion or voicing a counter opinion to someone else in the team. It's a risk because, hmm, colleagues may roll their eyes. Colleagues may have some killer statements like, oh, come on, turn on your brain. We tried that last year. That's too expensive. That won't work. That's ridiculous. Insecurity. Are people going to talk about me later after this meeting? Are they going to laugh at me? Are they going to send chats about me? If I walk past the break room, will things go quiet when I walk by because they're talking about me? Am I going to get into trouble later with my boss behind the scenes because I voiced a different opinion than she or he had? Psychological safety. How's the psychological safety in your team? Does everyone have everyone's back? Hmm. Here are some tips a handful of tips to building psychological safety in your team. Approach conflict as a collaborator and not as an adversary. You know, we as human beings, we hate losing <laughs> even more than we love winning. There's nothing worse than losing. And as soon as people feel they may be losing, losing an argument, losing the vote, losing prestige, losing control, things like competition and criticism or disengagement or frustration or demotivation begins to kick in. And what happens there is kind of a workplace learned helplessness. Can people in teams, begin to work towards a win-win outcome so that when conflicts come up instead of conflict and disengagement arising, the teams can really sit down together and say, okay, this is the issue. How can we achieve a mutually desirable outcome? People listen to each other. Speaking of listening, the second tip to building psychological safety is I call it the just like me thinking. When you're in conflict or in confrontation with someone, I think there are some things you need to consider. The person you're in conflict with has beliefs, perspectives, and opinions, just like me. The person I'm in conflict with has hopes, anxieties, and vulnerabilities, just like me me. This person has friends and family and maybe even children, just like me. This person just like me also wants to feel respected, appreciated, and competent. And just like me, this person I'm in conflict with has wishes for peace, joy, and happiness. There are such universal needs out there like respect, competence, social status, and autonomy. Just recognizing these needs of the people in your team just helps you dig deeper and and elicit trust and promotes positive language and behaviors. Just like me. Can I look at that person I'm in conflict with and remember He or she is a human being just like me. Number three, it helps to replace blame and finger pointing with curiosity. Instead of trying to blame someone for something, which then leads to conflict, leads to defensiveness and leads eventually to disengagement. The alternative is just curiosity. Because if you think you already know what the other person is thinking, you're not ready to have a conversation. Instead adopt a a learning or a growth mindset, knowing you may not have all the facts. Think of your language and engage in exploration. For example, you know, I imagine there are multiple things at, at play here. Could we uncover what they are together or solution oriented? What do you think needs to happen here? Or what would your ideal scenario be? Or how could I support you? And the last tip in building psychological safety (laughs) is for you to get a little bit humble and begin to ask for feedback. Yep. Ask for feedback. How am I doing? What am I doing well? What do I need to work on? Do you feel I'm listening to you? How could I have done this more effectively? Ask for feedback, talk to each other. So these are the top five attributes of high-performing teams. Psychological safety, overwhelming in Google's research, much, much, much higher on the list than dependability, structure, meaning of work and purpose. Way up there. Do people in your team have each other's backs? Because the person responsible for all this initially is the team lead. Yep, the team lead is responsible for making sure this is happening and holding people accountable for their actions. But remembering, Even if you're not a team lead, the role you play is just as critical. It's not your team lead's job to babysit you and run behind you and correct behavior. Yes, it is part of the job to hold people accountable, but every single person on that team plays a key role in the overall success of the team. So that's my, my input for today. How's the psychological safety in your team? Do you have each other's backs? Is there support and appreciation? Do people listen? Is there a kind of a natural curiosity to figure out what the other person's message is? To figure out maybe what you haven't seen, what you've overlooked? Is there no blaming? No more finger pointing? Do you approach different points of view as a collaborator and look for a win-win outcome? How do you solve problems? And most of all, do you adapt a just like me attitude for every single person in your team? Knowing that every single person has human needs, love, respect, peace, joy, happiness, and everyone at some level is just like you. And keeping these needs in mind, digging deeper and beginning to ask questions and hoping you'll take this knowledge back with you to your team tomorrow. First thing and sit down and talk about it. Talk about these issues and design strategies and design a climate and aim for that that you want to have for your team, a high-performing, successful team climate where everybody loves coming to work and working together. So just take this knowledge with you as you go back to the workplace now and consider it. We'd love to support you. Just get in contact with us at any time and have a great day. And thank you again so much for taking your time to listen today. If you'd like further support or more information about trainings and coachings and keynote speeches that I do, please contact me at www.whitneybrayer.com. There's a contact site there and other podcasts, other information about me. And we'd love to help you any way we can and have a great day.